as much as this sucks dick, I am so happy to be a woman. Hi guys, welcome back. We took about a week off from recording. We were a little bit ahead and we kind of went off the rails. Yeah, we have lost ourselves. And this week that uh, we haven't been with you guys, we have truly gone under. It's just so shocking Um, because we had the exact same absolute existential crisis within a few days of each other. Mine came first, but only because I'm a little bit older, I think, by a few months. Yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, basically, we've been really going through it um, just under the the guise of being a woman in this world um you've been going through it at work pretty heavily heavily, right and then um she had a bit of a mental breakdown i did and severe and i came came shortly after i've called her crying what how many times i don't know probably equal the amount of times i've called her crying (laughs) but anyways today we're gonna kind of do a catching up episode catch you up on our lives the past couple episodes we haven't really let you know what's going on so Mm-mm. We're going to let you in to see our bathroom drawer and all of our personal life updates. And then we're just going to chat a little bit about a crisis that we're having. I'm sure a lot of you either have gone through it or will very, very soon. soon. And yes. so um, we're happy to help in any way that we can. I do feel that it might be a little bit um, troublesome. Yeah. And so if you need to if you need to turn us off this week, absolutely full fine. permission. Full permission. We'll be funny next week. You yeah. can always come back. Um we'll be here. <laughs> anyway, so what's going up going on with you? Um what's going okay, on? Okay. So right now I just started at my new restaurant. It's been a couple weeks and I haven't necessarily been feeling welcomed. I think <laughs> I think it's just, it's a little bit funny that I ended up in a steakhouse where it's, like, very, very wealthy people eating $200 caviar and, like, expecting you to sing and dance for them. And I'm just so far removed from the lifestyle of the people that eat here that I feel so small, I think. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. at my previous restaurant, we didn't have back servers and basically at this restaurant you have someone that does all of your work for you like everything so all I do is sell to them and put the order in it's easier in the sense that you don't have to do so much labor but it's harder in the sense now that you're literally a show monkey right like all I have is to sell my personality and all that the people at my restaurant want to see is the pretty face and the, like, sexy personality of this, like, young blonde at their table. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like a, I only have one thing to sell because people see me and they only want one thing. Appeal? Right. They want me to, like, flirt with them. And I. it's just so obvious. Like, it happens with every single table. So part of the story of that, that, just so they get the, like, understanding of how rich these people are. Right. So recently I had these gentlemen come in and there was three of them. They spent $1,400 at lunch, which is just absolutely insane to me. They wanted me to actually... This this just goes to show the, like, classism, too. They wanted me to sample the champagne that they were drinking because... And they're, like, blatantly telling me, they're like, you would probably never have a chance to sample this on your own. Like, you definitely... Basically, like, you definitely don't have the money to drink this ever in your life. So... 
we we wanted to include it as you know like part of your tip as part of blah 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 you you can bring a glass over here and we'll let you drink with us type of deal and of course they're like flirting with me the whole time like telling me they'll be my sugar daddy this one man invites me on his yacht x y and z like i don't even know how to tell the story like it's so painful to relive maybe you it tell was it just... from from what i told you Okay, okay. So basically what's been going on in, in her life is she's been <laughs> I feel like I'm like <laughs> explaining your life, but <laughs> she calls me up the other day after she's been working at this restaurant and mind you, she left her other restaurant because she felt unsafe there and completely taken advantage of as a woman. Right. And so she's like, surely if I work in a higher end, nicer restaurant and I go through an entire interview process, like I will come out on the other right. side as a respected in a more comfortable setting respected and it's been a million times worse and like one of your first tables that you've had spent a shit ton of money and completely objectified you the entire yeah. time and treated you like an actual just piece of meat and not, not to mention you're literally in a suit and tie and so it's just like yeah you I'm can't literally... even just show up to work and not like be perceived like you have to be taken advantage of and then they didn't tip you. Yeah. They literally didn't tip you after spending $1,400 and begging you to come out with them that night Disbelief. and be in your fucking car. Disbelief. Like, the way Disgusting. that these men had, like, asked me to go out with them, I was just completely shocked. Because I was like, certainly they're going to leave me, like, 500 I was expecting at least $500. I'm like, certainly they're going to leave mm-hmm. me something on the table. They're going to leave something for the manager to give me. I had told them all about how I was in school. I had practically, like, told them where I live. I'm, like, shelling out. Like, selling every single part of myself, which I think I would have walked away and been fine if they had paid me for it. But mm-hmm. I literally left and I was like, I felt like a shell of myself because I was like, oh, my God, I just let them into like who I am, what I do. Mm-hmm. Like I'm flirting with them. I'm not letting on the fact that I have a boyfriend and like a mm-hmm. loving family. Like, you know, I'm just like actually a piece of meat to them. And then they didn't pay me for it. Right. It feels like you were like fully taken advantage of. And like whenever you told me that story, I, the rage that I felt inside of me because I know exactly what you mean when you say like I have like I sold myself to them yeah. in a way like working in service, like just being in the military, like everything. There are times when I literally throw myself and betray myself to other people and then like you walk away feeling like actual shit right and then like the only person you can hate is yourself for it because you're like well why did I let them in yeah why did I why did I do this like why did I betray my own values or whatever so that these men could like like me it was like a vulnerability hangover too because I was like why did I share so much of myself if they don't even respect me enough to pay me what I'm worth. And then the other mm-hmm. thing too is like, we would have never let them leave the restaurant without paying for their meal or paying for the wine that they ate or the caviar or the steaks or the, you know, like we would have never, mm-hmm. ever, ever let them leave the restaurant without paying, but they can leave without paying me. And it's perfectly mm-hmm. acceptable. Mm-hmm. And it's a restaurant where you are making $2 an hour and you get like two tables right. an hour because right. everyone is spending that much money and it's fine dining. Yeah, and I had stayed on that day three hours later than the time that I would have been off because of this one table. So I'm literally like paying for extra hours of dog daycare. I'm like 
forgoing all of my homework that I had due that day. I'm staying at the restaurant purely to serve them, expecting their tip. And they left me nothing mm-hmm. on $1,400. And it's the worst part. Like, working in the service industry, like, you can always tell yourself, like, oh, like, maybe they just really couldn't afford it or whatever. Right. Like. They were showing you their yachts, showing you the cars that they had, saying that they have multiple cars, all these things. And like, and every, I'm I'm sure like people are listening to this maybe and being like, oh my gosh, that's such a terrible story. But like, why does that cause us to spiral? Yeah. And it's that, it's that realization. Like, I think you've had this realization of like, oh my God, like no matter how much money these men have, no matter like who they are or what they stand for, like, they're all the fucking same. Yeah. Like, they're all the same. I've just been trying to not let myself be taken advantage of. And, like, at the end of the day, as a woman, and especially as a person working in the service industry, like, that's going to happen no matter what. And so, like, the realization that I just need to lower my expectations of the world, like, that's not what you want to, that's not what you want to learn as a 24-year-old. Yeah. That's not the life lesson that I'm, like, planning on learning, you know? Yeah. And that, like, the person that you are with, like, who is a man, like, who, who's your life partner, who's, like, supposed to get it, like, will never get right. it. It's that thing of, like, me and you have each other. And, like, I feel like we're butchering this conversation. But, like, we've just been going through it on the side of, like, feeling, like, literally nothing yeah. to this world because of just our gender. And realizing that, like, the person that I can go to with everything who is my literal fiancé and who I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with, like, will never get it. And, like, that he will always hold more value in this world than I ever will. Right. That is a terrifying thought. I think when we were young, and I think within these last few weeks, like, I was, like, really ignorant to this. Like, I really thought yeah. that if I worked hard enough, if I went, like, like you, if you went to a different environment, a different restaurant, if, right, you know, I just found a different, like, group of friends or whatever, like, I could escape this. Yeah. And I, and, and even more importantly, I can make a change. And realizing that I have been trying for so long to, like, make a change and, like, it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, it's not going to happen. And that's such a dramatic, like, I get that I'm probably coming off dramatic in that way, but, like, it's not, like, I know better. Yeah. Like, I just know better now. It's such a terrible realization, like, growing up and being like, oh, my gosh, like, actually, like, genuinely, we're not valued the same way and we never will be because the system is set up this way. Yeah. And, like, I'm even so privileged to speak on this as a literal white, beautiful woman. Like, I can't even fucking imagine I know. what a black woman feels like or like when when you have more than one thing stacked against you because I think it's just as I get older I realize how fucking heavy the divide of class and race and sex is like it's fucking Mm -hmm. massive and yeah progress or whatever but like I'm still affected by it in every single experience I have every single day and I only have one thing stacked against me I'm only a woman I'm not a black woman I'm not a woman in poverty trans i'm I'm not not, like literally like i only have one fucking thing stacked against me and it's ruining my will to live literally yeah i was thinking like because i was thinking before we did this episode i was like oh like maybe we'll keep it light this week like maybe we'll try to just vibe and then on my way home i literally stopped at a red light and these two men in their car next to me who were granted like 45 years old like easily roll down their window and like we're trying to get me to roll down my window and like literally blowing me kisses and like being so fucking weird and I am dressed in like all black my hair is in a tight bun like I 
am not showcasing my body in any shape or form and I'm just being treated like shit within my own car by myself and like it's so heavy like it's heavy and like I think the scariest thing that I've realized these last few days is like and this is kind of where my absolute breakdown came in several days after hers was that I have done I think just about everything in my life for the male gaze and for men and like Just even just like joining the military or being in STEM as a neuroscience major, like every single thing that I've done is to get men to respect me more. And like within Army ROTC, like I fought my ass off to be battalion commander. And there's very few women who have done that. And every single time that I had to make a decision on behalf of the battalion, every single time that I had to give a speech, which I did all the time. I was literally ridiculed constantly, made fun of, joked about the things that I have heard people say about my body. It's like humiliating. And it makes me feel like, why am I even trying? Like, why am I even doing this? And so when Hannah like comes out and is like, I had this horrible experience at work. Like the first thing I wanted to say was like, you need to buckle down and you need to prove to them how amazing you are. And then I fucking realized that there's absolutely no point in that because I've been trying to do that my entire life and it's gotten me nowhere. I think it's so interesting too, because we've fought this in two completely separate ways. Like I've fought my whole life just trying to escape it and undermine it. And I think you fought it with like trying to be more successful than your male superiors or like literally trying, trying to, to beat it, it success and mm-hmm. like meet it head on. And neither of them has worked. Like, <laughs> no, we're in the same fucking place. And like the other thing that I find really hard is like I'm not stupid when I'm talking about this. I have had access to men my entire life. And genuinely, like, this isn't this isn't me joking. Like, right. genuinely, not a single one of them has been a actual good person. Like, my father, my stepfathers, my male teachers. Like, there has literally never been a male role model that has continued to be a role model in my life. And it's not an exaggeration. And I'm surrounded by men constantly. I'm literally the only woman in my grade right now for ROTC. And I'm constantly surrounded by men. And even the nice ones, they won't defend you. And that's not an exaggeration. Like, I've watched it happen. They will not defend you because they're scared of the fucking patriarchy too. And realizing that it's not just like, oh, they they think that this is their thing and they don't want me involved. Like, they quite literally don't like women. I see it every single day. I see it in the way that they treat women. I see it in the things that they say. I see it in the way that they try to avoid being like a woman because the worst thing that they could ever be is a woman. Right. And, like, that's who I am. And that's humiliating. And knowing that, like, Nathan is, like, he was raised to be the farthest thing from a woman possible. He was raised to never show his emotions. He was raised to never be involved in art or like all these different things because that was like womanly and the worst thing he could be is a woman. And like, that's me. Like, how are we ever supposed to like maintain a healthy relationship when he's actively trying to not be like me? Yeah. And like, I'm trying so fucking hard to be like him. Yeah. And you'll never, ever, ever have even half the privilege he has. Never. Literally. And, like, we're coming – this is coming from a place, like, with all the stuff going on with, like, Roe versus Wade and, like, realizing just that, like, the woman's body is just, like, actually not taken seriously in in any capacity and that no matter how upset I am or how much I talk about it or how much I, like, share, it won't matter as much as Nathan does. Mm -hmm. 
like if he were to speak up on it right and like right i can think like tangibly right now if nathan were to like say something against the patriarchy say something against like men people would listen like people would listen his friends would listen my brothers would listen to him and if i did the exact same thing it doesn't get me anywhere you're like brushed off as another woman just like being mad about something or feeling crazy and like right we're just what we're just crazy and it's funny because I wrote this down in my notes before you had your existential crisis last night. <laughs> but like a couple weeks ago, Colton and I were talking and be- this was whenever I was still at my old job and I was just feeling like all the clientele that came in there did not really like treat. I don't know. Like I felt very disrespected and unsafe there, which I guess it's just everywhere. But we were kind of having this conversation about like, well, what if you worked at a place like Hooters or, like, in a strip club. Not that I would, but, like, I wonder if it feels different for women who work in places where that is the precedent already and it's, like, acceptable. Mm. But then again, is it, like, is that worse as a woman to, like... It's not, like, stooping down to their level, but you know what I mean? There's there's a certain aspect of, like, normalizing that that's okay and just, like, feeding it to men... But it's also like, would yeah. would it make me feel better about myself if I knew it was going to happen when I went into work and I wanted it to, to make money? Right. And I've thought about that too of like, sometimes I don't mind if somebody notices my body. Like, right. I like going out sometimes and going on the dance floor and people saying things about my body or like being attracted to me. Right. Like, I do like that sometimes, but I also sometimes feel like, am I... am I perpetuating this to allow it sometimes, but not all the time? And like... When you feel like you really don't want to be perceived by the world, you don't want to be objectified in any shape or form, and, like, you go to work, which is something that you literally have to do to make money and to, like, even exist in this world, and then you're getting talked to by an old man who's literally, like, picturing the way that you look behind your fucking suit and tie that you're wearing. Like, that's disgusting. But then it's, like... I maybe Hooters would be fun, right? Like maybe you're messing with them. Maybe it feels like it's on your terms. Yeah, maybe and that's you why would it's feel different. Like, and and maybe that's the whole thing of like why women find sex work empowering. But then I've also yeah. heard the flip side of that and heard that it's like actually doesn't feel that empowering after a while. And then you're and how could it ever be empowering if men are literally paying you for your body, right? Like, and but then and it's, it's like, like at least they're paying you. I don't know. True. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I don't even know. But is that the only thing we have that's worthwhile to sell? Like, maybe that's why it it gets old. You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah. I can't... That's the other thing is, like, I'm really, really, really good at selling my sexy little personality. Like, I yeah. can do it for me. I know when a man walks in the door, I know exactly what he wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm really, really good at it, but... If I don't get paid for it or if I feel, like, taken advantage of, then I feel, like, actually the grossest thing on the planet. And, like, you feel like you're the problem. Yeah. And it's just, like, knowing that, like, even on the days when, like, you want to be fully respected by the world and you want to walk through the world in, like, a safe way, like, mm-hmm. you know that you can't. And yeah. like, And that's how – that's what my mom was asking me, too. I was trying to tell her about why I feel so bad at my workplace – and like so taken advantage of and she was like well just don't sell yourself that way like don't sell this like sexy little girl thing that they want and I'm like okay maybe as like an older woman you have different things that you can sell but to me this is like the only thing 
this is the only yeah. thing that I actually have to sell them. Yeah. It's the only thing well, that they want. And it's want. the only thing they want. It's the only thing yeah. they want. When they come in and those fucking businessmen sit down, they literally want you to sell yourself to yeah. them. They love it. Like, I'm working in a bar. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what a man wants when he walks in the fucking door. Yeah. He wants to be spoken to and babied, and right. he wants to feel like his money is going towards my fucking education. Like, it's gross. Yeah. It's fucking gross. And I don't know. I just think about how, like, there are days when, like, I just want to, like, be myself or, like, be right. who I am as a human being who, one, I don't even know who I am. Like, I literally don't know who I am. But, like, walking home from, like, a coffee shop or like not even walking home walking to my car from a coffee shop like and being talked to in a like a gross way by men is like the most common thing in my life like that's so right it's every day it's commonplace and like the fact that like sexual harassment is even like a thing when like I have literally been sexually harassed so many times that I wouldn't even I like wouldn't even tell somebody right I feel like at this point like unless it was like my professor, like, people get away with sexual harassment every single yeah. day. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean about, like, how you were saying, I maybe I'll read a little part of that thing that I wrote, but... Yes, please do. About how you just, like, wish that you could be looked at objectively. Objectively. I guess if that's the word. Not ob- objectified, L- but objectively. Yeah. Um. But I was just writing this thing kind of after this all happened at work. It was very much just like a stream of consciousness. And all of it is kind of just about I'm writing like I wish I was older. I wish I was fatter. I wish I never dyed my hair blonde. I wish I was a gray blob that when someone looked at me, I was just a thing. They'd look at me completely objectively. My T-shirts all feel too small. I want them to be bigger. I want to be bigger. Like I just want... Like, I just want to wear, to take up more space and to be, like, actually the, wear the largest t-shirt that covers up. Like, I want my whole body to be completely covered up. Mm -hmm. And, like, no one to look at me in any other way than, like, just nothingness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another, like, really big thing that kind of, like, hit me this week that added to my little bit of a breakdown was I took a class on, like, feminist theology. Oh, yeah, please tell us about it. this, like, ruined me for reals. Like, would you take it back? Yeah, I wish I never heard it. You're, like, in a heartbeat. (laughs) Yeah. Like, honestly, I wish I was back to being ignorant. Because I think that's the other thing is, like, every single day, like, at this university, in my major, like, in the military, like, I am learning. And I am learning so much. And, like, I should feel thankful for that. But every single day, I, like, feel like I'm just realizing how actually dark and scary and sad this fucking world is. And that me as a woman can't change it. And that's, like, not a drastic thought. Like, it's literally just the truth. And it was set up that way. Like, it's not... It's not anything. It's like I'm not demeaning myself. And the myself. only fucking comforting thought is that other women are also struggling just as bad as you are. Which, like, at the root of that, is that actually fucking comforting to know that another no. woman lives in this amount of strife every single day? I don't think so. And what's so. even scarier than that is knowing that my struggle and the way that I feel right now, which is fucking terrible, is doesn't even scratch the surface of the way, like, other women feel. Like, yeah, impoverished right, right. or black women or yeah. whatever. Like, they have it so much worse and like it was set up that way and like I took this feminist theology class and it was about how like wait what is feminist theology 
it's basically like well, it's it's complicated because there's there's an entire spectrum of feminist theology. There's theologists that believe that the Bible just can't even be redeemed because it's it doesn't even have a fucking woman's voice in it. Okay. Or there's people on the other side who are like evangelical feminist theologists who believe that we're misinterpreting the Bible or that, you know, we need to like redefine the Bible because it's been written and rewritten by men and we need to like find the voices of women who have been diminished like their entire life and like there is truth in the Bible and like it could empower us. But it basically just made me realize that like from the beginning, the Bible has only ever been redefined under the terms of men. Yeah. And there is no way for the Bible to empower women. Or tell women's stories. Or to literally tell women anything because there is not a women experience. I just am, like, so sad because, like, for the first fucking 18, 20 years of my life, like, I was wrecking myself thinking that I was an unworthy person because I was a woman. Right. Everything came back to my vanity and my fucking sexuality and my desires and everything came back to me being a terrible woman. Yeah. And it's not because we're terrible women. It's because the Bible has literally only been translated and retranslated by men and every single woman's story. There were women preachers. There were a very long time yeah. ago and they were taken out of the Bible. And now I've only, I've, I've never heard a woman preach except when we go to like fucking retreats and they tell us and that it's a woman's we need retreat, to like, because they're only it's allowed a to retreat. preach to women. I, we've, I mean, you've, we've probably never sat in a fucking building where a woman's preached to men and women right. ever. And it's 2022. Like, actually, just fucking think about that. Like, And I'm sitting here thinking that, that, like, my existence is a fucking sin. Like, I have been beating myself up thinking I'm a terrible person. Because men told you. And I'm literally not. Because men have told me that since the fucking, the birth of me. I'm the sinner. That's fucking, that's just scary. That's fucking sad. And, like, realizing that. It's not our fucking fault. And there was this one, there was this one, um, I don't know her name. I think it was like Mary Daly or something, but she basically spoke on how. She's a feminist theologist. She's a feminist theologist. And it's, it's just that like women. Okay. So like the eternal sin of men is like pride and men need to stop raping people. Men need to stop enslaving people. Men need to put their power aside and start like caring for people and loving people. And that's always been like what's been preached to us, right? Like man as everybody needs to put their power aside mm-hmm. and stop enslaving people and raping people. Right. Like, that's like a very common sin. Yeah. And her argument is that women have never had the even the power to do those things in the right. first place. Women have never had the ability to put their fucking power aside because they don't enslave people. Yeah. They don't rape people. They don't take advantage of human beings. They've never done that. And the, sin, the the whole thing with Christianity is that maybe women can come into Christianity and feel empowered that they are equal and that they were made in the image of God and that we're actually fucking amazing right. and that we carry on this fucking world on our backs because we birthed the next beings yeah. into it. And that Jesus made us in his fucking image. Yeah. And how fucking phenomenal is that? And like, this isn't me saying I believe right. any of this bullshit, but I'm just saying that from this point of view, what what power am I supposed to put aside? Right. My sin doesn't have any power. I've never been a powerful human being because it's the women fucking are patriarchy. too vain. Women are too sexual. Women yeah, are too women are like conniving. selling their fucking virginity, like all this shit. And it's just crazy. And like 
the other thing I'm realizing is just that, like, I am, like, educated on the Bible at this point. I've been at a Baptist university for five years. I've been Actually studying take... Latin and fucking Greek. I've like... literally... Hebrew. But, yes, yeah. like, I have, I have well, taken also classes Latin. in... Yeah, Latin, Hebrew, like, theology, heritage, Christian uh, scripts. Like, fucking everything, guys. Like, I've done it. And I went to church for... Right. 20 years of my life. Catholic, Christian, and Presbyterian. You name it, girl. That you fucking name it. I've been there. And the people who are out here preaching this Bible have not read it. If they say they have, they haven't read the fucking Hebrew scripts. I can tell you yeah. that. Because it is so misconstrued and it is just disgusting the way people are using it to perpetuate some sort of like belief that they have. And like, I can't go back to Christianity because the Bible isn't christian anymore like it isn't and i don't know like having to let go of the fact that like i literally thought i was a terrible person for so much of my life and not only that but like they trained me how to also hate other women Mm. and like i have been hating women like i haven't let myself listen to things like beyonce because i'm like oh i'm not going to be like a i'm not going to jump on the bandwagon with all the women or like thinking about the fucking podcast we put out where i'm like hating on taylor swift like for what for what why I shouldn't be hating women in any capacity for, like, experiencing life or all the times that I've, like, thought thoughts about other women and, like, that, that I'm part of the problem. And deep down, it's, like, it's a straight man's comment that's coming out of your mouth so that you can be approved and accepted by that community and yes, not a that genuine... I've always wanted. I've always wanted to just be a man. Because that's how you'd get more power. And it's, like, that's the only way to more power and equality... I just want to feel like a human being. And the only way to feel like a human being is to be a man in this world. And so, yes, I joined the fucking military. And yes, I jumped into one of the hardest sciences so that people would fucking respect me. And still, still, I get horrible comments about, like, I remember the last time I went to a training event in Arizona for, like, the military. I'm out there, like, with every other man carrying the same amount of weight on my back, holding the same fucking gun that all these men are holding and this adult like superior who has power over me literally completely bashed me in front of everybody for having a neuroscience degree because (gasps) I was blonde and that I like shouldn't be able to like do that and it was this whole joke and like having men laugh at you in that capacity like multiple men there was at least like six or seven of them oh my god and I sat there and like sat through it and can't say anything because that's disrespectful like I'm not coming from a place of bullshit like I'm coming from a place of, like, I see it. They don't like us, guys. Like, they don't want us to be yeah. a part of it. And, like, it makes me feel, like, even, like, I'm betraying my own, like, self to, like, be with a man, which I know is, like, drastic. But, like, it feels like I'm perpetuating right. it by, like, just... Well, it's... We were talking about this, too, but it's it's even more difficult to be in a relationship with a man because then all of the negative experiences that you have with men every single moment of every single Mm -hmm. day outside of your relationship you only have one outlet to let out your frustration and one man in your life that you can express what you're feeling to and so there's Mm -hmm. so much pressure on this one person to be the perfect exemplary man for you because and he's supposed to heal all the fucking trauma that you've had with other men and like you can't do that i don't know these last few days have been just Brutal. Fucking terrible. Yeah. So brutal. It, I think it's just so disappointing, like, getting older and realizing how little you can actually change. Mm-hmm. 
the world that you live in. Like, the patriarchy has gone on for so long and is so deeply ingrained in every single system that we see. We can't just put on our feminist theory and our feminist face and, like, make it all better. And it's also, like, me just, like, restaurant hopping from restaurant to restaurant and expecting to, like, be respected and not taken advantage of and not have men look at me a certain way is, like, not going to... There's no, like, utopic restaurant that I'm going to somehow find down the line where I feel safe. I'm not going to feel safe. And that reality doesn't sit well, you know? Yeah. Yes. And, like, looking... I've been, like, looking at statistics recently just, like, on rape and, like, just all sorts of things. And, like, the chances of me, like, getting raped in the military are so high. And my chances of being raped in the military by another service member are literally higher than a man's likelihood of dying in combat. And, like, that's that's not... you un- Like, that's so fucked up. I remember when my little sister wanted to join the military and we were, like, at a family dinner or something. And one of my brothers was, like, that's so stupid that you want to join the military. Like, do you actually want to just sign up to get raped? Yeah. And it's, like, a joke. Like, it's, like, so normal that it's, like... As a woman right. to, like, pursue a dream of yours, you you would be, like, signing up to get raped. Yeah. Like, it's our fault that us going into a program, we're not signing up to get raped, right. obviously. Like, we're trying to, like, reap the benefits of something like the military. Yeah. And every man can do it. And, like, the amount of times, like, working in the bar that men would come in and it would come up that I'm in the military. And the first thing out of their mouth is, oh, I know someone who got raped in the military. They're out now. That's that's happened like eight or nine times. And I worked at that bar for like five months. They're like, like, oh, yeah, let me make a connection about the military. Actually, I know someone like they're they're warning me, I guess. They're like, oh, watch out. And people get so mad when we have this conversation of like, oh, it's not all men. But it's like I have seen the men. okay? like I'm around the men and I can't tell you my fucking like instinct can't tell you which one is safe. And many, many times men that I have thought were my friends and who supported me or who respected me as a woman have completely failed me in some way. Even at at my old restaurant, I just think of there was this one guy, like I was very, very wary of all the men there. And there was this one guy that like kind of felt like a father-ish figure to me. Not that I was even that close with him, but like he would Mm -hmm. always joke around and like help me out. And he didn't feel like he was sexualizing me at all, like super platonic, but also very friendly. Like he felt like he was very caretaking of me. And I remember a couple weeks before I quit there, he literally came up and asked me if I wanted to go on a date with him. And then I, I mean, this man is like 45 years old. I Mm -hmm. was floored. I was like, actually, actually, I cannot believe you just asked me that. Like, I'm so, yeah, so done. And it's that thing of like, you just don't know which man is going to be into you and like which man will take that to a level it should never, ever go. And like, just that you, I don't know. It's like so fucking scary. And like, it's what's so terrible is I feel like I have been having to qualify every single experience. Like, I feel like I'm even having to do that right now Yeah. of like qualifying right. my experiences so that people will respect my word of I have to choose to believe it's all men right. because that's what makes me safest in this world. Like, that sucks that I have to sit here and be like, this thing has happened and this thing has happened and this thing has happened. So, guys, I know men. But like, 
no one should have to say that. Every yeah. woman knows men. Every fucking woman knows them. I mean, and I haven't even been fucking raped. Right. Like, that's something that, like, most women, women they, experience. Most women experience. And they can't even fucking, like, share that with people yeah. because the first thing people will say is, like, what are you wearing or whatever. And, like, it's the other thing is, is, like, that I know six women in the military and one of us is bound to get raped. And, like, it's either going to be me or it's going to be my friend. And, yeah. like, that is fucking scary. It's not, like a matter of if it's like literally just when right. this happens right. and it makes me so scared and so sad and then I think of people like Nathan who like it, it doesn't matter how much I say it doesn't matter if I have a podcast it doesn't matter if I scream it from the rooftops my word will never matter as much as Nathan's it's not will, gonna hold up. or my brother's yeah. or a grown-ass man like it will never right. hold up compared to his and like that is how do you live in that like comparison your whole life how do you live without resenting that in some way yeah it's terrifying. That's deep. That's fucking deep. That's super fucking deep. I don't think I'll be able to express this, so maybe we won't put it in, but, like, I wanted to okay. go back to, like, kind of what you were talking about with the Bible, but I just remember growing up my whole life, and it's just not sitting with me that God made men and women different. Like, I Dude. just, like, mm. I was like, God would not do that. God would not make us not equal, like, inherently. And it just didn't sit right with me because every single Christian mentor and pastor and person that I had in my life was telling me that I should embrace who I am as a godly woman and as a feminine person and just take my charge as a woman. Mm -hmm. And even though it was, like, inherently different from what God has given men. And yep. that God has given, yes, God has given men privilege and power and the ability to like to preach or to serve mm-hmm. or to do to lead to do things that women aren't can't do can't do and that God mm-hmm. did not give you the gifts to do and it was this whole thing about like God gave men these gifts of power and privilege and God gave women the ability to nurture and this and you know like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just didn't sit right with me because it's like this. Well, and that's the other thing, like getting an education and realizing like I'm coming out on the end of this and I'm an incredibly intelligent person and I can outperform men. And like if we were built different. Also, that's that's the other thing. I've learned the fucking brain. Yeah. We're not that fucking yeah. different. And to like learn about this stuff and like come out on the other side of it and realize that I have been preached literally just false realities my entire life is insane. And it's. It's so saddening. And, like, one of the other thing in, like, feminist theology that they talk about is, like, the gendering of God in general. Mm -hmm. Of, like, if this person is the most awe-inspiring being who has the most power of anybody in the world, are we really going to put a gender on that? Right. He could have easily come down as a woman. He could have done every single thing that has happened in the Bible as a woman. And if you say he can't, then he must not be all-empowering, Or maybe Jesus is a man, whatever. But, like, Mm -hmm. God himself definitely doesn't have a penis like yeah literally or like what what if god had instilled this in his daughter or whatever like he could have and like that you know words matter and language matters and and realizing that it it was men who wrote the fucking bible and it wasn't it was just a bunch of fucking stories and then it was the bible that shaped our modern world which Mm -hmm. puts men in power and you know like i mean it's all connected y'all know that but yeah yeah and just like realizing like 
the Hebrew language, how the, the amount of words that have been completely misconstrued. The only reason, like like you were saying, that I like even got away from this is because from the beginning, I couldn't comprehend that I was a, like less than other people. Yeah. And I don't know where that came from, but I'm so thankful. I it was in me though, and I it wonder was in if me. all women maybe that's feel fucking that, like, Jesus Christ. Like who knows? Maybe that is the Holy Spirit. But like I wonder if even women who are like in a very traditional Christian woman role mm-hmm. feel that. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Because like it didn't sit right with me. And then I dated a person that genuinely believed that men just needed to be respected and women just needed to be loved and men needed to lead and women needed to like take the back seat and follow and like he genuinely genuinely believed that because of the bible and as soon as i learned his beliefs i was like this is so fucking wrong and i got out like yes yes oh the thing of like i wonder if like women feel this inside yeah like what really stresses me out or like not stresses me out but like makes me realize that even if they do feel that way people won't escape it because they're fucking scared because we've created a hell where they will go and eternally suffer if they lose their virginity before marriage if they like there are so many things that keep women in place and rarely do those things keep men in place and so like of course there's going to be women who are still die hard christians because the alternate plan for them is eternal damnation right so like or it's waking up to our reality where we're like which is yeah. is it even better is this even fucking no. better like maybe i no. would rather be in like a little christian marriage with like seven children right now in you know and maybe i have this itch at my heart but i think i'd still be living in like a greater bliss than i am now knowing that the mm-hmm. patriarchy has such a strong hold over me so much that i don't even want to have a daughter and like bring another person into the world to see it yep yep it would be better to be ignorant, I think. I just remember, too, like, even as I grew in my faith and I got to college and I was having really, really deep conversations about, like, the meaning of Christianity and, like, kind of like you said, like, learning about it in school and actually getting to know, like, the theology and everything. Like, I fucking have read the Bible pretty much cover to cover and having these kind of conversations with other people and the only conclusion that we could arrive at were yes men and women are equal but they're different and that (laughs) still isn't enough for me it still Mm -hmm. does not sit right with me like Mm -hmm. I want to be the same I don't know you know Well, because, yeah, if we were valued for being different, like, that would be, right now, we're not equal, obviously. Like, and everyone who says otherwise can suck my dick. Yeah. But the idea of, like, oh, we're made equal, but we're different, if that was the case, then women would be celebrated for their differences and we're not. Yeah. Men would know about a fucking menstrual cycle. Men would know what the fucking vagina is. And they don't. They'd worship it, actually. They'd fucking worship it. And I think... Like, women women to women, like, I worship you as a woman. And I think I inherently know that, like, the divine feminine is powerful and being a woman Mm -hmm. is amazing. Mm -hmm. But I think because the world doesn't, like, see it that way and it's not going to see it that way probably in our lifetime, Mm -hmm. it's very disheartening. Yeah. Like we, me and Nathan had this conversation of like, I was like really getting on this shit of like, I don't see hope for this world. Like I really am 
bombed because of my experiences. And like his first thing that he wants to say is like, oh, there's progress. Like we're, we're progressing so much since however many years ago. But it's like when the progress is a vice president who is treated like a fucking joke and is in every single meme and who is treated like shit in open court with grown ass men. Yeah. That doesn't feel like progress to me. And also, if we're going to talk about progress, progress from from what? Progress from being owned by men. Right. Progress from never being able to get a divorce. Progress from being raped while being married. Like, I don't right. like to talk about progress because that should have never been the case yeah. ever. Right. And we're trying to escape something that is so unbelievably disgusting and detrimental and we're calling it progress. Right. When, like, really what we should be calling it is fucking bullshit. Yeah. And it's scary. God, it's got fucking mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I think I was going through my, like, sad phase, then my mad phase, and I'm just fucking sad again. Yeah. I'm and I just, feel like, nothing. I, yeah, I'm just, like, trying to, like, desensitize, like, de, what is it called? Detach. Yeah, disassociate. Dissociate, be back on my dissociation shit. And then maybe I'll wake up a couple months down the line when I'll have some heinous thing happen to me by something someone, uh, some man said to me. And then I'll Mm -hmm. have another uh, existential crisis. And I think that's kind of generally the meaning of being a woman. So... Yeah. I want to talk about some good things just to lighten it up a little bit. I have have nothing good to say. So I do have a few good things. The way that I got into this absolute existential crisis was I went on a run like two days ago and it was like peak stuff going on with like Roe versus Wade. I like could not get off the internet. I was feeling everything so intensely and I was like on my period and I went running and I've been having such a shitty period too. And I just felt like what the fuck is like, I hate being a woman. I hate this. And I went on this run and I listened to a Beyonce song for like the first time ever because I've just never let myself be a Beyonce fan because I don't want to be like all the other girls in the world, which is just sad in itself. And when I was on this run, I had just like the most amazing, empowering experience. I had all these endorphins running through me. I was fucking free bleeding because I was so goddamn done with my period. I was not going to put a tampon in. I was having such an amazing experience. And like I am as much as this sucks dick. I am so happy to be a woman yeah. because I feel things so much deeper than the average man probably ever could. I Mm. have had to work my ass off to even know who I am as a human being. And I know that my worth is incredibly valuable. And I don't know. I just feel like I had such an amazing experience. And like, it made me fucking mad, obviously. And I hate this shit so much. And I'm objectified every fucking day of my life. Yeah. And I don't even have it as bad as other women in this world. Right. But, like, I'm so happy to be a part of other women's experience. And I finally feel like I am allowed to speak my fucking truth. And if someone comes at me for it, I don't have to qualify myself anymore. Like, I've lived this way for 23 years. I know what it's like to be a woman. I know what it's like to be a woman in the church. And if you want to come for me for that, that is absolutely fine. Because I finally feel confident enough to stand my ground in it. And I finally feel like I'm a smart woman. And, like... Yeah. I don't know. I, I like even the fact that like having a podcast is like putting yourself out there as a woman. Like yeah. not to say I'm doing anything by <laughs> any means, but like like, you know, like yeah. I've been literally made fun of this by other men. And it's like, yeah, every single day you have to choose to just like be a woman and be yourself and deal with it. 
And I would not change it because I really do enjoy being a woman. And I'm so thankful that I have other women in my life like you. Like, if I didn't have you to fucking scream cry to when shit gets tough, like, and that's amazing. Like, I don't think Nathan has a single person in his life he could call up and scream cry to. Right. That's a woman experience. Yeah. And, like, the patriarchy kills them, too. And so, like, I don't know. Fucking sucks. No, but, like, I wouldn't change Thank it. I, that actually <laughs> did inspire me. Did it? Did it make you feel a little better? And I will say, like, for the majority of my life, and even still now, like, I have the same sentiment. Like, genuinely, I am so grateful to be a woman. And like I said, like, I know the divine feminine is so powerful. Like, I know that I am so powerful. I'm just living in a world that doesn't see it. And so Mm -hmm. I have to be the person to recognize it in myself and surround myself with other women who see it in me. Yes. And even if we can't change the patriarchy, like, I think I can still be so grateful that I am who I am. So Literally. Yeah. So true. I'm with you on that. Oh, that's beautiful. Anyway, how's um your life been? How's your... <laughs> we literally I got was through thinking... one question. It was like, how how is your job going? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Just a lot. Um, <laughs> no, I've been doing okay. I am about to graduate from this school and live in Austin, which is like so fucking exciting. I've also been preparing for military training, which is so scary, but... I don't know. I feel like I can do it. I feel like it's not that fucking big of a deal. So many other people have done it before me. And I'm about to go do that. And then I'm going to come back and start a job. And so I feel like a lot is happening, but I'm like so excited and so ready for it. Yeah, I'm so ready to see you like in a new phase of life too, because I feel like you've been just stuck in Waco for so long and it's such a like physical barrier to I feel like who you're gonna become so I'm very yeah I feel like it's been such a like for so long I was trying to make it like a positive experience and then I was like hey this isn't helpful I just need to like let it be what it is but like and then you really let it be what it was and then I really (laughs) let it be what it was it was bad and now I'm about to like actually kiss this fucking place goodbye and it's been five years which like if I can do this for five years I can do anything yeah and I'm just, so, I'm, like, so ecstatic. It doesn't feel real at all. Like, I'm not. Yeah. It doesn't feel like I have any say over my life because I feel like for so long I've been stuck. And so to be able to make decisions, like, what job I want and, like, what house I want to live in, like, that is just feels like the most beautiful privilege in the entire world. And so I'm very excited for that. That's amazing. Yeah. Are you, You're going to have to trust me to edit these episodes while you're gone. Oh, girl, fully trust you. Really? Even with this Fully trust you. (laughs) Yeah. I don't give a shit anymore. I feel like if people are along for the ride for this long. You're like, like, I said what I said. I did. I I said what I said. I said what I said. I fucking said it. Like, (laughs) but I also feel like I have a place to like also like when I say something that maybe like like bashing fucking Taylor Swift or maybe bashing the shit out of sororities. Or, like, people who like sororities. Like, right. I still stand by the fact that, like, the system's fucked. But, like, I shouldn't be coming for women. And I feel like right. I'm – to have a place where I can call myself out on my past shit. Yeah. And, like, if people are down to listen to that, that's amazing. That's another part and... of being 23 is learning that you are the misogynist. So we're going to call I'm ourselves out on it. I'm such a misogynist. And I'm going to change. Yeah. We can at and least not... change ourselves. I know that. So true. Yeah. And I'll die trying to change Nathan, too. So. 
That's two. That's two people right yeah, there. Cheers. The to world that. is getting better. Oh, cheers to that. Yeah. Anyways, I feel like that's um, probably where we should end it. Yeah. I think so. We also didn't say Hannah and Hannah. Oh. Hi, I'm Hannah. And this is Hannah. And this is Hannah. You're yelling. I'm a lady. Ooh. I'm just, just, I'm a, just a little lady. A woman. <laughs>